Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is the In This League Fantasy Podcast Network. He's going for the corner. He's got it. You're home for fantasy college football. Online at inthisleague.com. Find the podcast on iTunes. Tune in. Stitcher and SoundCloud. Get in this podcast now with your hosts, Bogman and CFF expert, Blaze. Hello and welcome to the In This League College Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Bogman. I'm joined, as always, by Blaze Sinopoli. Blaze, how's it going, man? It's a dreary, rainy week at home with, uh, with the sick kids, so it's... <laughs> slow week for me. Slow week, slow rolling, huh? I mean, hey, but Penn State, uh, I, I'm, uh, I, I refuse to say it on this show, but I picked Michigan everywhere. So it's okay. I'm, I'm very glad. Uh, well, I'm, I'm glad I was wrong because I hate Jim Harbaugh. You know that. So, um, I was very happy to see Penn State win, and uh, it just was one of those things where I, I like, I see Penn State and I see Michigan, and I'm like, Michigan has been terrible all year. Penn State's probably been playing over their head. This is just ripe for a uh, an upset. But Penn State at home with the whiteout is not something to be messed with. And uh, they pulled it out, and they look good doing it. I think the defense looked good. Um, definitely question marks around the uh, ability of the offense to sustain drives. I, I think it was just a couple big plays. And uh, you take some of the adrenaline out of the first half. Michigan definitely won the second half. Yeah, I mean, it was, uh, I didn't get to watch too much of it. I was too busy being upset about Texas barely beating Kansas. So I yeah, I don't know how much of that you that. saw at all, but. Um, None. Well, good. It did not make my radar, but it was just like a score flashing across the bottom of anything. <laughs> and do you remember me saying on this show, like, well, if, if the Longhorns lose to Kansas, I'll just give everything up. That's so, it. I mean. Uh, they hadn't held, they hadn't held a lead in Austin since 1997, so that was um and, and you know they scored in the second quarter to go up and I don't know I'm just I'm glad that nightmare is over so I'm sure we'll be great against TCU this week we barely beat Kansas but uh, at least TCU's offense is garbage but let's hit this news here and then we're gonna get to starts and sits for quarterbacks running backs and wide receivers remember you can follow us on the Twitter at Bogman Sports, at Lord underscore Blazer, B-L-A-S-E-R, uh, for us on Twitter. And go check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash ITLarmy. And uh, we got a college football room in there where we talk college football all year long. Go check it out. But a lot of uh, injury stuff going on here, Blaze. Not, you know, it's weird. I feel like every news cycle has been a letdown since Derek King uh, decided to shut it down. Like... I just keep expecting some big, huge thing to happen, and it never does. This is midseason grind, though. Right. You know, I think big uh, announcements over who's playing, um, guys leaving programs. Like you pass that window, the red shirt players. Right. You know, I, I feel like that bigger stuff is happening. It's just the uh, the backups doing the the transfer portal bit now, who haven't played four games or whatever. So, yeah, just but not as big a headlines. It's a lot of more in- injuries than anything else. Yeah. yeah, it's mainly injuries here. And the first one is Josh Jackson from Maryland is back to full strength and expected to play in Saturday's game at Minnesota, uh, according to Mike Loxley. And also same goes for Anthony McFarland. Looks like he is good to go, too. So nice. they will be good to go in that game. CJ Verdell is expected to play Saturday versus Washington State. He had a soft tissue strain during the win over Washington, but it looks like he's good to go. Um, Michael Penix Jr. is considered to be a game-time decision at Nebraska due to an undisclosed injury, and the same thing is going for uh, Adrian Martinez. He is still a question mark, so that game could be a very, very slow-moving contest. That's uh, that's interesting. 
I didn't even <laughs> I didn't realize the Penix thing. Yeah, Penix got banged up in that uh in, Undisclosed. In game. Yeah. What so. was it? Soft tissue, you said? Soft tissue issue. I love that. <laughs> it's my favorite right there. Soft tissue yeah. issue. Um, that Ka- one may play more of a factor than, uh, than Martinez when we talk about the other players around him. Right. 100%. Uh, California freshman quarterback Spencer Brash will likely receive his first start against Utah. Not a great place to Ooh. start. If you're Spencer Brash, but it looks like Devin Monster is injured. It just it can't get worse than Monster, though, right? He's been bad. No, it's been bad. I it's still tough. You're still playing Utah, so regardless of expectations, lower them. <laughs> <laughs> Even if they were low, maybe put yeah. them a little bit lower. They so. can go a little bit lower <laughs> with them against Utah. Uh, the USC freshman running back Marcus Stepp tore a ligament and is going to need ankle surgery, and he's going to be out three to five weeks. So it looks, I mean, USC could not be more bitten by an injury bug, especially at the skill positions this mm-hmm. year. So it looks like Keenan Christian is going to start on Friday versus Colorado. So um, two touchdowns last week. Yeah, banged up rest of the backfield. Maybe not a bad pickup, so uh, take a look for him if you're... Colorado is definitely not that great of a team defensively, so that's actually... Does he come up in the list, then? Uh, I didn't put him on there. I think he's probably like 1% owned and didn't have... So well, I there look... you go. There's your, your uh, dumpster dive for the week. Your dumpster dive, right. I, I usually <laughs> look at the... Uh, I first look at the uh, percentage owned, and then I go by points per game. And, you know, only playing in the two percent. So, far. Oh. so uh, two percent. There you go. Dumpster dive. Let's go. Um, Florida State head coach Willie Taggart said uh, that they're going to be moving forward with James Blackman as the starting quarterback. So hopefully that means no more of sprinkling in Hornybrook just to throw picks. Right. <laughs> you love it. You love hating on Hornybrook. Well, I like Hornybrook, but uh, I, I just, you know, I don't. What I don't like is musical chairs and running at quarterback. You know, any other position, fine, but quarterback needs to establish a rhythm, read the defense, all that stuff. I just hate pulling one and putting another one in, unless you want to run a wildcat or you want to run goal line. Like field specific switching is fine to me, but or, or you know one weird play, but switching for a series and all that nonsense, I just I will never understand it. I just don't. I I will never get it. So was it uh, Blackman got hurt, and that's what thrust Hornybrook in, right? Uh, yeah, I think he got banged up, so Hornybrook played, and he looked decent. And right, then and they that's decided what I was to play say. both. I mean, it's hard to say. Like, it's hard to fault them for the guy winning two games and putting up pretty good numbers for those two weeks. So let him go while he's hot. They both played against Clemson, but I mean. If Blackman did, like, was the guy at the start of the season, it's kind of like, well, he's healthier now. So right. he was the guy at the beginning of the season. Hornerbrook played because he did well in the reserve role, but Blackman's healthy. And, you know, no one's guaranteed anything. If you like Hornerbrook over Blackman, just play him. You know, it's uh, <laughs> Willie Taggart, you know, it, this week, though. It, it's his job to lose. So, you know, yeah. Who are they playing? Syracuse? Syracuse. Yeah. Um. I look at you, Syracuse, no Syracuse. I like it. Um, UFC junior running back uh, Greg McRae is going to miss this game against Temple. Not a good start against Temple anyway. I mean, UCF is good uh, regardless against most uh, opponents, but Temple's a tough start. Trey Regis is banged up. Looks like uh, he. They, they're saying it's nothing serious and they're going to monitor him, but, uh, I mean, luckily they're on, they're on a bye week, right? Yeah, Louisiana. so he'll get he'll get a little bit to rest up. Um, Texas State coming off of that should be an easy one. Yeah, so uh, let's just wait for for better news on him is what I would say. Uh, Arizona redshirt junior JJ Taylor is not one hundred percent according to Kevin Sumlin. Uh, yeah, no S. I, I think anyone watching him could tell that he's not one hundred percent. So uh, just you know, start him with a grain of salt if you're going to start him. But this is big news. Memphis senior running back Patrick Taylor went through individual drills and practiced and Great. and he could return to action this weekend. Are you buying it? <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> um, 
just as a, as a disgruntled Patrick Taylor owner. Uh, I, I mean, Gainwell, Gainwell's pretty much entrenched himself into being part of the backfield rotation. And, and, and we saw last year Henderson was the primary and there was still room for Pollard and Taylor. But I think Gainwell stays the, the primary back from this from this group. Yeah, and you know they made it work last year with uh, Pollard and Taylor and uh, Daryl Henderson. So, I but think- Henderson was like the stud. Right. Taylor and Pollard were good. Yeah. I, I feel like that's the cap for Taylor now, going towards the end of the season. E- even if he is healthy enough to play, he's just part of a timeshare, and he's second. Yeah, I mean. I think I would start him even being second over some some other guys, but not uh, not a ton. So not what we expected. That's for that's for dang sure. Right, right. I mean, and you can't put him out there until you hear he is playing one hundred percent. So if I don't hear that, if I'm hearing a bunch of game time decision on Friday, not taking a chance. Into Saturday, yeah, just don't do it. Don't want that donut. Um, Alabama redshirt quarterback Mac Jones will start Saturday's game. Will uh, start Saturday's game versus Arkansas because of Tua Tungaviola's injured ankle, but they have a bye week, and then they play LSU, and they're thinking he should be good for that LSU game. So, you know, playing against Arkansas, you know, whatever. It doesn't yeah. really matter. Um, Virginia Tech head coach Justin Fuentes said that uh, Hennon Hooker uh, is not going to be out long-term after the knee injury. So looks like Hooker should be able to still go somewhat soon. And then uh, I know everyone, including our guy Justin Heiss, he's very disappointed. Malik Henry is no longer with the team. Uh, they took him off the field to make him focus on his academics. So no more Malik Henry, whatever the hell that means. So it, it like it almost feels to me like the dude is such a cancer. Remember in Last Chance you were there like, nah, he's just gone. Uh, yeah, it, that was my mistake. I feel like he's doing the same thing in Nevada, which is weird to me. Uh, that he could still have that type of a presence at Nevada. You know, it's just a big program. So how could this guy do it? But, uh, you know, I guess when you let him lead your team and he's kind of wishy-washy like he is or however you want to explain him, then... Um, I just think there's a lot of a lot of the quarterback position that requires you stepping up and, and being a leader. And some of that bleeds through in your actions. Right. I, I feel like that's the part where it doesn't matter what you say or how like good of football IQ you have. Like they got it. Pe- people got to see passion sometimes. And that's that's what makes teammates rally around you. Yeah. And he is uh, <laughs> apathetic <laughs> to be as great as you want in passing drills. But like to win football games, this is a this is a piece of what you need. And then uh, running back Maurice Washington is no longer with the team uh, for Nebraska. So uh, they say it's because of the they they the said case? it's not because of the case. So um, interesting. I don't know what he did, but uh, it ain't good. But let's uh, let's take a break here and then go uh, do start sits and some possible pickups. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. All right, starting with quarterbacks here, Blaze. Uh, there's, it's tough. We're, we're figuring this out, so it's harder to pick guys to start and sit and uh, things uh, of of that nature this deep in the season because you kind of know. But there are some tough matchups this week. Uh, the first one is Ohio State playing against Wisconsin. I know Wisconsin just lost to Illinois, but that was a total look ahead spot. They were looking ahead to playing number one ranked. Ohio State, and uh, they just they didn't respect Illinois. And if you don't respect an opponent, they'll beat you. But Justin Fields is going up against Wisconsin. Their defense has been really good. They've had four shutouts this year. But 
it's like the immovable force meets the unstoppable object here. So or the unstoppable force meets the immovable object. I can't remember yeah. how it goes. Yeah. That yep. sounds better. Yep. But there you go. But uh, yep. <laughs> I mean, what uh, what are we doing with Justin Fields? Are we running him out there? He's averaging, you know, over 30 points a game. I feel like you almost have to. Yeah, that's brings too much with his legs, um, with with the passing ability, I think. Yeah, Wisconsin's defense is good. They're going to slow the game down. But um, I think Fields is is going to account for most of the touchdowns that happen in this game. Um, Joe Burrow has, uh, you know, 31 touchdowns already this year, 29 through the air, two on the ground. Uh, he seems to put up five touchdowns against every single opponent they play pretty much. Um He's been insane, but they're playing Auburn. This is a tough spot to start him, but he's been so good. You know, once again, a guy that's averaging over 33 points, almost 34 points a game. Are we rolling with him? I, you know, I doubted him against Florida. I took the cautionary route and said they haven't played anybody to this point. I'm not 100% sold. I got burned by that. Now, Auburn, I think, is a better defense than Florida is. But home game, I got to keep rolling with them. I, I think Burrow is a, is a lock. How about uh, Anthony Gordon at Oregon? This is a tough one, too. He's averaging more points than anybody here. 34 points a game on this list um, at Oregon on the road. What do you think? Yeah, he's been a monster um, for a lot of weeks so far this season. But uh, I kind of look at how that Utah game went. They were really able to lock him down. I think Oregon is a really, really good defense, and I'm probably not not looking for the, the typical 30-35 point game. Now, the next guy here, Khalil Tate, I'm not so much worried about Stanford because they're on the road against Stanford. Okay, whatever. But this loser has been losing uh, playing time. <laughs> I'm sick of him, and it's not really yeah. his fault, and I shouldn't be mad at him. It's... Really, Kevin Sumlin's fault. But, uh, I mean, uh, the the backup, what's his name? I keep wanting to say Gainwell now. Gunnell. Uh, Gunnell. Grant. It, it, yeah. Yeah. Is, uh, he's been playing, and I think he could play a little bit more. So, um, 26 passing attempts to Khalil Tate's 10. Yeah. So, I don't, I just. I, I well, Tate also had nine carries for negative 27 yards oh, great. last week. That's so, awesome. Uh, <laughs> I can't bring do that it. ticker down. He's on the bench for me. Yeah, I don't trust it at all. I think it's a decent matchup. I think Stanford got beat up a bit by UCLA, but not, yeah. not trusting Tate. All right. Uh, Spencer Sanders at Iowa State. He's averaging 23 points a game. Boy, he really started out hot, and he has faded since. Mm -hmm. um, you know, only 11 touchdowns to nine picks. He has two rushing. He has 457 rushing yards, which has really saved him. On the road at Iowa State's a tough game. What do you think? They've been feeding uh, Hubbard, and I think part of it is just the the lack of, you know, success that Sanders and the passing game has had. Iowa State's a tough defense. There's no way with the inconsistency I'm rolling him out there. Uh, how about... Uh, Ian Book at Michigan. This is this is tough. Um, Michigan, I they are a really good defense, and I think uh, Penn State actually got a push off one or two times in the end zone for scores that probably make that that game look a little better in Michigan's defensive favor. Um, Book's been really good. I kind of see a similar game. They're going to need some big plays, so it's like a borderline play. How about um, borderlines or nose? We know that. Um, okay. Dylan Gabriel. Top of the nose, though. <laughs> Top of the nose. King of the, king of the nose. He's the first no, which is great. I mean, that's yeah. where you really want to be. Uh, how about <laughs> how about Dylan Gabriel at Temple? Dylan Gabriel's been you know really good, but uh, Temple's a tough defense. I don't totally trust him. Temple, I just want to look up. They're giving up 236 yards uh, per game. They are ranked 81st against the pass. 236 seems like they'd be ranked higher than 81st, though. Um, does that, since they're not stopping the pass 
as they normally would. Does that sway you at all? I think teams are passing a lot against them. Yeah. So no, for him. No, I I still I I think it's a good defense. I look at you know other numbers that that for me confirm that. I think they're they're okay to slow him down. Your boy Sean Clifford at Michigan State. He's got 16 touchdowns to two picks only. Uh, great, great game, great season for him so far. Three touchdowns on the ground as well. I mean, it just makes Justin Fields look even more ridiculous. He's only thrown one pick, and he has eight rushing touchdowns and 22 mm-hmm. passing cheese. Uh, what do you think about Sean Clifford? Uh, Clifford's really impressed me um, running the ball and getting you know 30 to 50 yards a game has been huge for kind of boosting his numbers. Like I said, it was a couple big plays against Michigan. Um, what's the weather like for this game? Because that has been like the thing in Penn, Penn State, Michigan State play a game in the rain. Don't expect points from anybody. <laughs> well, and I feel like this is what happens Niners this game? time of year. Yes, it is exactly like that. And I feel like this is the trap game all the time. Lose to a, a Michigan team that's 500 who gets you in the rain. Right. Um, I'm kind of leaning on the no side, though. You're leaning on the no side. In Michigan State's tough. I think it's going to be a slow, grinded out game. Again, you're relying on some big play. Eh, They'll go with yes. I think they get (laughs) one or two more big plays. Hamler's really really good. (laughs) Hamler's really good. It's it's a boomer bust player. I I think that's what I struggle with. I think I'm just I think I'm good with him. I think Michigan State's a little bit overrated and he, they really showed it last week. So I'm I'm all in on the uh the Sean They're home. Train. They'll so, play up. Right, right. So um so we'll see how that ends up. Now the pickups and starts here at quarterback Sam Howell against Duke. What do you think about him? I think Duke's a good defense, so I'm probably leaning on the on the no side for Howell. Uh, Justin McMillan uh, for Tulane against Navy. Ugh, that really grinded down. Um, McMillan's done a lot with his legs, too. How's how's Navy been uh, against other rushing teams? Uh, let me know? take a look. I'll see what their rushing defense is like this year. Um... The uh, because the military academies usually have a way of just dragging you down. Navy is 16th in the country against the run, uh, 96.6 yards per game. Yeah, this is a no. Yeah, it's okay gonna be not. a no for me, dog. All right. Uh, Dorian- I, I mean, you know, they be slowing it down. It was like if they're also doing pretty well against the run, it's that's not a good sign. Uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson against Arizona State. These are some tough ones this week. Uh, I don't, I don't think I want to do that. You. Yeah, I don't trust them at all. So I don't think I want to do that. Here's we're, we're starting to open it up a little bit <laughs> more. All day. Uh, Sean Chambers <laughs> against Nevada. Blaze's his new favorite play in the world. He is. is. He is. He's just. He almost solid. has as many rushing yards as he has passing yards. Seven fifty-seven passing, five touchdowns, two picks. 547 yards rushing with nine touchdowns. He's had at least 10 carries every week the last five weeks with 18 this past week. So, uh, Zach Thomas at South Alabama, yeah. I think an easy yes, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I doubted him last week. He had a good week as well. Uh, Brady White at Tulsa? No, I haven't seen enough. They're just running the football. Um, all right, then we move on to Lane Hatcher against Texas State. Easy yes, right? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Banged up Michael Penix if he should go at Nebraska. I, I do like him if he's ready to go, but I don't know. With the injuries, that's probably enough to not have me take a chance. Uh, Jorge Reyna for uh, Fresno State against Colorado State. He's been okay. Like Fresno's been good. They've been able to run the ball successfully. I don't know that I think Rain is going to have anything out of the ordinary this week. Mm, yeah, that's a it's it's a it's a weird matchup. You know they they beat um they they beat UNLV fifty six to twenty seven and he had two hundred twenty nine yards and a touchdown. So I'm not yeah, but it. then they smashed New Mexico State two weeks before that and. He didn't have a single touchdown passing or rushing. Well, yeah, I mean, it wasn't a good line against UNLV either. You know, 56 points and he had 229 in a touchdown. 
So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not about it. He's just kind of high owned in uh, decent, you know, points per game. He's over 20. Now, the rest of these guys aren't, but they have decent matchups. Holding the Aylers for ECU against South Florida. He's been pretty good the last couple weeks. They're, they're finally opening it up. I think they've bailed on the running game. I don't know. I Or they're just like falling behind quick enough. But USF. <laughs> I say, I say, if you if you took the draft pick and you actually held on to him this long, this might be a place to actually get some value from him. Or maybe you just pick him up because you have Penix, you know, something like that. Uh, Chris, your boy Chris Robinson for uh, Florida Atlantic at Old Dominion. Yeah, that's really cooled off. That was like a thing for a week <laughs> or two, but <laughs> don't put my name on him anymore. No, I, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good not being a a Robeson guy. How about uh, Kelvin Hopkins against San Jose State? 124th against the run. Yeah. 124th. I mean, that might be my favorite one of the week. So he is, Hopkins is 30% owned. So he might be gone in uh, some of your leagues there. Jaden Daniels against UCLA on the road. I think I think I'm good. Yeah, I think Why, I'm good with not. that one too. I want to see him score some more. Only eight passing Ooh. touchdowns, two rushing, but um, it's been some really tough matchups, though. Yeah, it has been. I mean, they play Utah and Cal, you know, so uh, they, they've uh, had some tough matchups for sure. Yes. Uh, but Eno, that bad. <clears throat> Eno, yeah, been Utah and Cal, scores, you're right. So um, yeah, seven games. That's two. Uh, that's two out of the seven that are, aren't great. So I just want to see him. I mean, he's a freshman, so he's boomer bust. Uh, Tommy DeVito at Florida State. I I don't think I want Tommy DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you sound so serious when you were saying that? Yeah, I, I think I that was just like the realization in my head. Tommy like, don't DeVito. you dare. Like, y- you have been you have been tempted by this, like, Syracuse offense and, and being all in in the in the preseason. Like, don't buy it. Don't <laughs> bite. <laughs> um, uh, Jet Duffy at Kansas, I think, is an easy yes, right? Yeah, yeah. It's hard to it's hard to sit the guys when they're playing Kansas in this Big Twelve schedule. Buckshot Calvert for Liberty at Rutgers. I still think Rutgers should be able to keep Buckshot a normal Buckshot game, which is enough not to really not to really want him. Uh, and then we've got running backs uh, moving on. Oh, we know we need to pick our top three. So Kelvin Hopkins is one. Mm-hmm. Who are two and three? I I love Chambers. Okay, um, Chambers can be two. So is Hatcher just the easy three here? Then he was the easy three, and I was I was considering is Zach Thomas or maybe this Holton Aylers matchup good enough to uh, to outweigh it? But probably not. I to be honest, I feel like it's probably Hopkins and then everybody else just because San Jose State's so bad against the run. So, yeah. but uh, but we'll see if that pans out. Uh, going over to running backs, Blaze, uh, Jonathan Taylor. I mean, it's at Ohio State, but you just you got to play him, right? You got to play him. You got to at least know you probably aren't going to see a fifty-point game from him this week, but. Uh, you have to play. If he gets to his average of 34, you're doing okay. Uh, J.K. Yeah. Dobbins is averaging 23 points. Huge week last week. Uh, just seems to be getting more involved overall, but Wisconsin is a tough matchup here. So what do you do with them? This this is much harder decision than Jonathan Taylor, to be honest. Um, he's shown it, though. He's a great player, and uh, I get it. Wisconsin's a great rushing defense, but... In a game like this, I just feel like Ohio State has too much firepower, and so Dobbins is Dobbins. just going to keep. No, I think I'm going to play him. You're going to play him. I think I would play Dobbins. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I, yeah, I was. You were saying Ohio State has too much firepower. I'm dumb. Right, right, uh-huh. right. <laughs> AJ Dillon uh, against Clemson on the road. No, and what was? Did AJ Dillon get hurt, or he just no, wasn't? no, no. It was David Bailey. Both they both ran, and it was funny because oh my in, god, in the group me room, they ran for five hundred yards in that game. In in the group me room, I said, "Is David Bailey better than AJ Dillon?" And, and our guy Clint Carlson said, "He's so slow." And I'd never really watched him <laughs> before, so I didn't see it. I just saw when I was perusing players like Sunday during the 
day. Like, who's this dude from BC that killed it with 181 <laughs> yards? What happened to AJ Dillon? Not realizing just, AJ Dillon had twice as many carries. He broke. Uh, he broke a huge one early, and then he broke another one in the second quarter. And it was like watching uh, a fullback take a one-yard dive at the 50, and then just nobody <laughs> wanted to tackle him. That's exactly what it looked like. Awesome. He was so slow. Um, Max Borgie at Oregon. You're benching Anthony Gordon. Does that mean Max has the same fate here? You're benching him? No, because I think this is like prime checkdown territory. Okay. Like this, this is good for a, a back like Borgie. Uh, how about Zach Moss for Utah against the underrated Cal defense? Zach Moss has uh, too much in the offense. I think I'm okay playing playing Moss this week. Kylan Hill at Texas A&M. He's averaging the lowest amount of points here. I think he's just a flat no. Yeah, I think I'm okay with that one. Uh, what about uh, Joshua Kelly for UCLA against Arizona State? Really good week last week. Arizona State is, I mean, they're definitely a little better. They're not Utah, though, right? Defense. But, yeah, exactly. And I think that's you got to kind of make that distinction that sometimes when uh, a team is a good defense, unless it's really good, and Arizona State, I feel like, is just outside of that. So, yeah, yeah you got with Josh Kelly. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire for LSU at Auburn, or versus this, Auburn. This is a no. tough one. You can't do no, it, No, I right? say no. I'm yeah. okay, Burrow. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, probably not. All right, so questionable starts for rolling. Taylor, Dobbins, Borgie, Moss, and Kelly were benching Dylan Hill and Edward Hilaire. I'm real good with that list here. Uh, pickups and potential starts. Uh, I got a nice list here. Ronnie Rivers, uh, the first one uh, against Colorado State for uh, Fresno. What do you think here? Yeah, like we hit it with uh, with Reyna. Um, they've run the ball a good bit, and it's not just Rivers. It's uh, Hokit. Is that how you pronounce his name? He's Sounds involved right. in there as well. Um, but that's a good matchup. I like Ronnie Rivers. Colorado State is 121st against the run also, giving up 220 yards a game. So uh, great of- matchup here for Ronnie Rivers. Uh, Trace uh, Siggers for North Texas at Charlotte. All right, so what's what's the, the health update on... Trey Siggers, which is like impossible to find. <laughs> um, let me see if I can find an update here. Uh, did he get he got banged up again, or is he just constantly banged up? I don't have any share. It was like two weeks ago when he got hurt. Um, let me see. He's expected to play in Saturday's game versus Middle Tennessee. He didn't get a single touch. Mm. Mm. So yeah. no, then. Yeah, I got to I, I gotta see, see him play first. Not Char- at a school like this where you get no news whatsoever. Charlotte also very good against the run, 34th. So uh, 196 yards a game. So not 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 many yards. So um, I, I he's be a tough start anyway. Anthony Jones at Middle Tennessee for Florida International. I think I'm good with that one. Yeah, yeah. He's been great. Middle Tennessee. O'Hara's been good, but that defense is not. Uh, Adrian Killens at Temple. The reason I put him on here, McCray. Temple's a tough defense. Yeah, McCray's hurt. I know. Um, I don't know. <laughs> is, is he banged up too? I mean, they've all. Yeah, he's I think he got back. hurt too. They're all hurt. So, uh, is he? He's seriously hurt. Yeah, he left the the game against ECU un, unspecified. Didn't return. Oh, God. So it's Otis Anderson. Yeah, yeah, I guess it is Otis Anderson. <laughs> Jesus. Um, all I know is I have Gabriel Davis, and I start him every time. That's all I know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, feeling like the the Temple defense is still really good. I, Yeah, Otis Anderson may get more of the carries, but I don't think I want to play him. Uh, how about Wesley Kennedy for Georgia Southern against New Mexico State? Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm good rolling him out, too. Uh, Sir Roderick Thompson had a couple touchdowns for Texas Tech last week. Uh, 86 carries so far this year, 469 yards, seven scores. So he's not over 100 carries, but he has seven touchdowns. Really good, um, you know, really good uh, percentage there. And they're going up at 
Kansas. What do you think about him? He's found the end zone. Um, that's for sure. Involved in the passing game, but it's still it's still a timeshare. So you you really gotta hope for a touchdown. Um, I think playing Kansas, you're probably you're probably feeling good, and so I would I would put him in a start. Okay, yeah, I think uh, I think I'm good with him too. How about Javon Leak uh, against Minnesota? We talked about this. We might have both starting quarterbacks out, but it looks like McFarland is coming back. But Javon Leak has those explosive plays. You know, even better percentage for him here: fifty nine touches and seven touchdowns. He's been uh, fantastic so far this year. Fun player to watch. And it seems like Maryland always has this guy. You know, it was Ty Johnson last year who uh, could be seeing a big, big tick up in the NFL with um, uh, with carry on going down for the Lions. So uh, he seems to be that type of a dude. What do you think about starting him this week? I I like your analysis of him. That's it's hmm. great for Maryland to have a player that they can rely on. But Minnesota is going to be too much. OK, too and much on defense. How about uh, Kennedy Brooks for Oklahoma at Kansas State? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't think so. He had 10 rushes. But, I'm looking last week. Uh, in the last two weeks, he's only had 10 rushes, and he had one catch uh, two weeks ago and two catches last week. A 10 for 70 and a score against West Virginia, 10 for one. Just don't really run the ball. Yeah. Yeah, and if they do, it's all about Hurts. So I'm with you there. All right, Cam and Scarlett for Stanford against Arizona here. Uh, Arizona against the rush here. Let me look. That is passing. Don't want to mess this up. Arizona against the rush is 70th, 159 yards a game. And KJ Osborne's banged up. I kind of like him. Yeah, I think so too. Um, consistent carries. I think, uh, Arizona is probably a little worse than UCLA. So hopefully, <laughs> although I didn't understand that game, like you had, a week and a half. That was like a Thursday night game coming off of a bye week. A UCLA is 57th against the run. They're not horrible. Uh, 147 yards a game. So I think both these teams are terrible against the pass, though. It's, uh, yeah, it's, <laughs> of course, you're the bottom five against the pass. New Mexico, Colorado, UCLA, Arizona, and Texas. Of course, it's Texas. You're DBU, you're 126. Give me a break, losers. Um, Trademark that. <laughs> Uh, how about Amari Davis for New Mexico against Hawaii? Well, Hawaii's been pretty rough on defense. Um, Davis has been the consistent option in that offense. That's who they're trying to get going. So I think I'm okay with this one. Yeah, 111th against the run here to 204 yards a game they're giving up. So absolutely. Your boy DK Billingsley, is he banged up? I can't remember. Uh, he at, was. I at Georgia State. I think he got banged up in that Missouri game. Is that what it was? Um, by the way, last week he had a pretty good week. I, I mean, I think he's uh, he's an okay start, but maybes are no's. Yeah, okay's, maybes are no's. JV and Hawkins for Louisville uh, against U, uh, UVA, Virginia. Mm. Probably not, right? No, no, too good a, too good a defense. Uh, Mo Neal versus Florida State. For Syracuse, Syracuse, <laughs> Syracuse, um, Florida State, seventy-seventh against the rush, one hundred sixty-five yards a game. So they're like middle of the packish. Mo, Mo's been middle of the road, and uh, I think he he ends up being a maybe. Maybe he's a no. Uh, Brees Hall, I like for Iowa State against Oklahoma State. I think that's an easy yes, right? Yeah, I think so too. I mean, based on what we saw last week. Texas Tech obviously isn't great on defense, but you just you love to see the him being fed the ball. Uh, how about uh, Trey Harbison for uh, NIU against Akron? This is my like disappointment player of the week last <laughs> last week. That that's who I would give this award to. Um, disappointment of the week. So are you going <laughs> to punish him by not starting him this week? I don't know. It's he had twenty six carries. It's Yes, no touchdowns, lower you know yards per rush. I want to I want to give him one more chance though because it is Akron. Akron's yeah. giving up almost two hundred yards a game on the ground, one hundred and six in the nation. So we really got to hope that uh, Northern Illinois does the right thing and just gives him the ball. So then we've got um, the, our starts here, pickups and starts. 
we've got Ronnie Rivers, Anthony Jones, Wesley Kennedy, Sir Roderick Thompson, Cameron Scarlett, Amari Davis, Brees Hall, and Trey Harbison. Who's our top three of this list? Like you said, Brees. I feel like Brees has got to be in there. Yeah, I, I think so, too. So I think Brees and then um, uh, Colorado State is 121st against the run. So I think Ronnie Rivers has to be up there. And then, I mean, Kennedy, this is two big games, right? The a game before the bye, a bye week, and then this past one. Who are they playing? They're playing New Mexico State. New Mexico State. New Mexico State, 128th against the run. 243 yards a game. Yeah. Up, so, and I, yeah. I don't know Georgia Southern's roster that well, to but to see him for two games in a row now, getting consistent carries, I feel like he's locked in. Yeah, we're on the same page there for sure. Wide receivers, uh, tough to pick some of these. Um, very questionable starts this week. Uh, let's just begin very. with Justin Jefferson for LSU against Auburn, and I think we can kind of lump the rest of the Auburn uh, offense in here, but if you're starting Burrow, it, probably rolling out your LSU wideouts, right? Yep, that's that's my mindset. I mean, like I said, Auburn's a really good defense, but you got to trust in this LSU offense, especially the passing portion. Uh, Aesop Winston Jr. for Washington State at Oregon. Falls victim of, uh, you know, Gordon, I think, being a sit for me. I think Oregon's got too much on defense. I, I don't I don't want to touch any of the Washington State wide receivers. Now, LaVisca was back in the end zone. Uh, he was. I know. He's but got Colorado is not doing much offensively. <laughs> oh, no, they are really not. Uh, two. He has four touchdowns uh, for the season. Only twenty-five catches on the year so far. I mean, USC. Uh, what do you, What do you think here? I just don't like Colorado's state of their offense right now. I was I was happy to get him back. He's clearly involved in the offense, but I don't know that I could trust him. Yeah, I'm trying to find USC um, 72nd, so they're dead middle against the pass. You know, I, I I don't think he's trustable either, so I would say, oh, God, it's hard to say no to Laliska. Right? Am I really going to start? He was your first-round pick. He was your first-round pick if you have him. I think, you know what, I'm going to say yes, because I just, like, I look at some of these options down here, I don't want to give them all away, but am I going to start Courtney Davis against Mississippi State over LaVisca. I'm just not. So I think I did that last week, and I don't think it went that well for me. <laughs> uh, Marquez Stevenson against SMU. That's a Thursday game. Uh, Houston's offense did not look good against UConn last week. And SMU's got a pretty good defense. I'd say that's a no. Uh, Demetric Felton for UCLA against Arizona State. Like we said, I don't totally trust DTR, but I I have a hard time sitting Felton. Yeah, I'm okay. He's averaging almost 20 points a game. So uh, I like him most weeks. Your boy KJ Hamler at Michigan State. I think if you're starting Clifford, you're starting Hamler, right? He's Yeah, he's the playmaker. He's, he's the one that is going to score one or two touchdowns if they win that game. Daryl Stewart Jr. for um, Michigan State. I mean, he's having a great year. 46 catches, 683 yards, and four touchdowns. Over his seven games, averaging almost 20 points a game, 19.6. Tough to bench him, but Penn State, tough defense. So you're you're the uh, Penn State expert here. I will just say they are 59th against the pass, 215 yards a game. Yeah, they're coming off of... This is a tough sled of games. Ohio State on October 5th. Wisconsin, the 12th. They get a bye, and then they get to play Penn State. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's that's rough um it's but i think he's put up mississippi state schedule not that bad yeah. but that's almost... <laughs> just this this is a rough chunk um i i i get it that he's gonna be you know one of the only playmakers on that offense he's had a good season so far but i think games like the western michigan and the indiana game kind of inflate his stats uh i think he's just a middle of the road play that you're going to be banking on a touchdown so that's a no uh, Chase Claypool at Michigan uh, for Notre Dame. Mm. What did you do with the in book again? 
You I think s- I sat him? Yeah, you sat him. So we probably are sitting Claypool, right? Yeah, that's. I'm on the fence with him, but um, yeah, I think you're right. And for whatever Gotta reason, sit. KJ Hill's still over 50% owned, but he's only averaging 11 points. I'm not starting him against Wisconsin. No, no. way, right? No. Okay, so... Olave, I think, is the only guy that I'm, I've got any faith in. We're running out. Justin Jefferson, LaVisca, Demetric Felton, KJ Hamler. We're sitting Winston Jr., Marquez Stevenson, Daryl Stewart, KJ Hill, and Chase Claypool. Is that right? That is right. All right. Let's go over to some uh, pickups and starts. The first one, Indiana's Wap Fillier. Uh, he has been great. He's averaging over 17 points a game, but uh, mm-hmm. they are on the road and no, it, well, maybe no Michael Penix. So what are you doing with Wap here? WAP was a pretty big disappointment last week. Um, Nick Westbrook decided to re-emerge in this offense over the last two weeks, and I don't. It hasn't been good for WAP. Okay, so no for WAP. I mean, he had two really just like monstrous weeks um, in a loss against Michigan State, and then a beatdown of Rutgers at Nebraska. The injury concerns for Penix, I'm probably going on the caution side and saying no, even though it is a decent matchup against Nebraska. Uh, Khalil Pimpleton for Central Michigan at Buffalo. 50 catches, 521 yards, and four scores. He has more catches than anybody else on this list, but tough week last week. Uh, What do you think about this one? Tough week last week, harder defense this week. Not a fan. Yeah, Buffalo 41st against the pass, uh, only allowing just over 200 yards. Uh, Corey Sutton at South Alabama, that's got to be one, right? Absolutely. 40% owned only, but remember he was suspended, averaging uh, just about 13 points a game. A lot of these guys averaging way more points, so uh, Maurice French against Miami. I am uh, I think I say yes. Um, you know, him and Mac are both part of the... The, the both the biggest parts of the offense, and um, I I think they do enough to keep those guys involved, even if they don't score a ton of points. And he actually has fifty six catches, so he has more than Pimpleton, but he's the highest by a decent stretch here. How about Diami Brown for UNC against Duke? Mm. I think you said no on House, probably no on Brown too, right? Yep, I was gonna say no. Tough defense. Uh, Joe Reed for UVA at Louisville. I don't know how he's under fifty percent. Uh, 42 catches, 400 yards. I think he's an easy yes, right? He's been a little up and down. He's, um, but at Louisville, yeah, yeah. that team, that yeah. team can't stop the pass. <laughs> right. Uh, Kalen Geiger for Troy at uh, Georgia State. I think this is a yes. I think this should be a, a higher scoring game. Yeah. I'm, I'm all good. Yeah, I'm with it. Baker throwing to him. Uh, Deshante Jones for Iowa State. Against Oklahoma State, we know he's boomer bust. Uh, only still only the one touchdown, but forty four catches for four hundred ninety five yards. It's hard to deny that, and uh, that dud two weeks ago doesn't scare me off. Um, he's still involved, led the team in receptions last week. I think he's uh, a full go for me. Yeah, I mean, uh, just looking at his points per week, it's twelve. 0, 21, 14, 18. So he's usually pretty good outside of the dud against West Virginia. Uh, he's usually good. So let's let's roll him out there. Uh, Kwan Baker for South Alabama against App State. Uh, 21 catches, 395 and 3, 15 for 71 and 1 on the ground. Uh, but I think you're saying no on him, huh? He's a good player, but this is a bad matchup against Appalachian State. How about uh, Andrew Parchment for Kansas against Texas Tech? I think this is a defense that you can play some Kansas players, right? I say yes. Yeah, look, I'm, I'm buying in on Kansas's offense now. I watched them put up 48 points last week. So mm-hmm. uh, they can move the ball. Carter Stanley's underrated. Uh, Jalen Adams for Southern Miss at Rice. I think that's a pretty easy one. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Jaden Blue for Temple against UCF. I think that's a no. Um, you know, they still have Wright and... Uh, Oh, I forget the other guy's name. So blue? I feel like he's besides blue. Besides blue, right? Blue and yeah, I know, I know who you're talking about. I can't think of his name. I'll oh, Mac. Yeah, him. Mac. Brendan Mac. Brendan Mac. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So I think uh, I think you're 
you're mixed in with all three of those guys. I don't I don't feel great against a pretty good UCF defense. Uh, Courtney Davis for Texas A&M against Mississippi State. Uh, I think yes. I, I think it's a, a decent. I I know it burned you me. You begrudgingly last week. said yes. I mean, you're like uh, I, know. I said that's yes. just like owner scorn. That's what that is. Because <laughs> I, I picked him up in a couple of places and he had one catch for 15 yards against an Ole Miss team that they should have beat by more than seven points. Uh, David Bell for Purdue against Illinois. I think it's the easiest one we have yeah, on this list. Yeah, that's um, <laughs> Isaiah Wright versus UCF. You were talking about the Temple wide receivers, kind of the same thing with them. Um, yeah, I'd be a little more likely. He falls in a maybe bucket, um, and that's a no. Yeah, I mean, the the reason you take him is for the touchdown upside. He has five to two for blue, so uh, I'm with you on that one. Uh, Riley Miller and Justin Hall, both for Ball State. Um, I don't know. These guys are kind of clones of each other here as far as production goes. Uh, 30 to 40 catches, three, 430 to 423 yards, four touchdowns for Miller to three for um, Justin Hall. So I think Justin Hall gets involved a little bit more in the rushing attack as well. So maybe yes for him, no bit. for Miller. I think, um, yeah, I mean, Hall's, I feel like, the the better, more explosive player, big plays. Um, I'd rather, I'd feel super confident with Hall. I'm on the fence with Riley Miller because I think it's a good matchup um, against an Ohio team that isn't great against the pass. Uh, the last three here, Brandon Arcanado at Oregon. I think you said your piece on Washington State, yep, so no. A, uh, how about uh, on the other side, Jalen Red for Oregon at Washington State? Or I like this Washington one. State. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not afraid of Washington State's defense. Look at the touchdowns that have been there. I think Dorian more Thompson Robinson. to come put up 67 points on him. No one should be afraid of him. So uh, I'm absolutely with you. Seven touchdowns for Reed, too. You're playing for that touchdown upside. Last one, uh, Cornelius McCoy for Georgia State against Troy. Uh, 40 catches, a good matchup. 50 and 4. I think this is a great matchup. I really yeah. like this one. So, Troy is not impressed on defense. So top three here. Um, whew, this is tough. Uh, is it? Sutton's up there. Okay, David Bell. David, yeah, that's exactly where I was just going. David Bell, and I think maybe Jalen Red. That mm. touchdown upside, and it's against yeah. Washington State. I mean, just Parchment think if Washington from, State ends up scoring. from Kansas. I'm oh, just man, saying. Really? Uh, uh, Parchment, okay. I know Parchment left a little bit banged up. So let's let's get a... You know, let's get a look on him later in the week and see if he is good to go. Because I know he got a little bit banged up at the end of the game because he left. So uh, just it didn't pop up anywhere. So but um, just be sure he's good to go is what I'd say if you are thinking about parchment. But that's it. That's the entirety of the show. Um, remember, you can follow us on the Twitter machine at Bogman Sports at Lord underscore Blazer. Hit us up with any of your CFF questions. And good luck in all your matchups, and we'll see you next week. Hook them. We are. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.